What is the plan for Cam Thomas going into next season? Should the Nets think about trading the young player who at times has seemed like a superstar and at other times has felt like he's become completely out of the rotation? It's an interesting debate about what the plan is for Thomas going forward. We'll talk about all that and more coming up after the theme music. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Nets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day, even rolling through the offseason here with the Nets not swept out of the playoffs. That's all right. It's plenty of time to talk about how things are going to move and shape for next season. I am Doug Norrie, the owner and operator of DailyFantasySportsRankings.com. You don't want to type all that in. Go to DFSR.com to get yourself started. Got a free trial over there, projections. FanDuel and DraftKings, NBA while we roll through the playoffs, NHL rolling through those playoffs, MLB every single day. It's all covered for you at DFSR.com. No Adam Armbrecht today as he continues. A uh, little time off here at, as the season wound down. That's all right. We're going to make it all back up in the back end as we roll through the summer months with tons and tons to talk about with the Nets this offseason. You know, draft, free agency, it's all coming down the pike uh, when it comes to Brooklyn. And there's all um, you know, plenty of talking points still here to go. You know, especially specifically around guys who are on the team this season. I do know programming note there was some uh, some coaching staff shakeup stuff uh, on Monday afternoon. We'll get into that into tomorrow's show as well. Break down all the different stuff uh, that's coming from the moves that Brooklyn made uh, around the Jock Vaughn's coaching staff. So no worries there. We'll get into that later in the week. Wanted to talk today about Cam Thomas. And what is going to happen with Cam going into next season? Because I got to tell you, we talked about this during the regular season, but this to me remains one of the most interesting, fascinating, confusing, just like very difficult to grasp situations that we've seen in the NBA. I mean, really for any team and definitely one of the weirdest storylines when it comes to the Nets and just their handling or the situation or like the tenor or the tone or whatever word you want to use that there is around Cam Thomas. It's a really, really weird situation uh, highlighted by insane peaks and valleys <laughs> this season, like, you know, just crazy out of the box outlier numbers that Cam put up and then followed by DNPs and buried on the bench. And as we go into this next season, it does really beg the question of what the team's plan is for, for Cam going forward what they view him to be, if anything, as an NBA player. Very difficult to get a read uh, on that one for sure. Whether that he's part of their long-term future or not, again, very difficult to get a read on that, uh, where Jacques Vaughn and Sean Marks and company are concerned. And whether or not they would think about dealing him in the offseason, and if they were to think about doing that, what the market for him would be even be like. It's, just the, it's one of the crazier sort of subplot, uh, subplots around a player who's not you know a, a superstar by any means but is a really really polarizing guy among Nets fans and for a while became part of sort of a national talking point around his overall skill set because he was putting up such high popping numbers that really you had no choice in the national media to just be like hey 
what is going on over here in Brooklyn? Like this guy, they have a guy in their bench that can just drop 40 burgers. Like it's absolutely nothing. And he can do it multiple games in a row. And then they're not going to play him at all anymore. Yeah, that's a very, very weird situation. So as we go into the offseason here, or, or no, you know, we're in the offseason, and thinking about moves the Nets can make, the question here is, like, what should the Nets do? Should the Nets entertain the, the idea of Cam Thomas? Should he be on the trade block? Has he been on the trade block? Should he be a guy that just moves on from this team? Or should he be part of the, of the, of the process going forward? To me, I, you know, in some ways the answer – is something somewhat cut and dry for me in that I think that they should, the Nets should take one of two paths and it's not clear that they're willing to take either of these paths. I think that they should either, and I'll go into some of the reasons why, and we'll go into some of the stuff that Cam was able to do this season uh, just on the basketball court. Um, I think they have, they have to pick a lane and they have to just understand like what he is and they have to just understand what their overall plan is. And I think that really just boils down to two things. Either they trade him this offseason, move on from the situation, cut whatever losses or non-losses that they had uh, with him and just move on from the situation or commit to putting him into the rotation and seeing what you have and seeing that this is a guy that actually has real value on the team, can be a real night-to-night rotational contributor, not just like, hey, break glass in case of emergency once every couple games kind of thing, like a real rotational guy that plays real minutes that has plays consistent minutes, no matter what. I think one of those two things has to happen. What I, what is probably the worst case scenario for the nets is to have what happened again this season happen again next season, which is he's basically buried. He's not really part of what the team is doing. It's very confusing Every once in a while or when the team is down a ridiculous amount of guys, he comes in, he takes a million shots, he scores tons of points, and then he disappears again. I think that, to me, of the three options that the Nets have, that, to me, is easily the worst option. It just doesn't really serve any purpose, I don't think. It's... And look, not everyone has to play. Not everyone is. This isn't you know rec league basketball here, where everyone's got to get their minutes, or because or, or else the parents are going to complain. I'm not suggesting that. There's plenty of guys that don't that don't play on a regular basis. It's like not new. Well, with Cam, the situation is different because he's been able to flash insane upside with a, one of the most important skills you can have in basketball, which is scoring. Um, that it does beg the question about what it is the plan going forward. So when we look at these different paths that the Nets have or these different options that the Nets have as a team with him. I, I do think the worst option that the Nets have is to do again what they did this season, which is just to have it be confusing, have there be a lot of subtext, have there be, you know, uh, it's a sort of maybe misunderstandings about what his role in the team are is or confusion or just maybe they don't see him as a guy that they want to play or Jacques Vaughn doesn't see him as a guy that he wants to play night to night. So I do think that situation has to just resolve itself at least to not happen anymore. We don't want another 2022, 2023 season cam Thomas happening again, because it's going to bring up all the same debates and bring up all the same problems. So I think for our purposes here, that obviously has to be one of the things that just wiped out of the, out of the decision tree here. So that leaves us with trading him or bringing him back and making him a rotational player. I can see cases for both. We'll get into both sides of this um, 
as we get forward here. But I do think that I, I really am hoping that the Nets come out of this offseason having made sort of at least a decision or at least, you know, you're never going to promise to play a guy real rotation minutes over the course of an entire season because seasons are long and things change, but at least a commitment one way or the other to Thomas. Either commit to trade him and move on from him and see what you can get in the open market or commit to play him as a real rotational player. And like I said, we'll get into the, the finer details of what each of those things mean. But for go, for our purposes here, I really hope to add on to yesterday's podcast, which was two things we needed to see happen for the team. I'm just going to put this one in the third. Make a commitment one way or the other to Cam Thomas about whether, about how, whether he's a part of the future or not. Decide this this offseason. And let's get moving with this thing because it's really, really been a shame sort of what's happened with him. Want to talk more about these different possibilities. Want to talk about what each one of those situations looks like and how feasible each one even is. We're going to get into all of that in a second. First, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at game time. Look, finding tickets these days should not be stressful. If you're trying to get tickets, it means you're, out to the stadium, out to the arena, out to the park to have fun. Like you want to have tickets, you want to be able to go to the event and you want it to be very, very easy. This is where game time comes in and takes the load off it for you. It makes it easy with a bunch of different ways you can do this. They have flash deals with flash deals on last minute tickets. It's super easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in the area. You can get seat views. So you know exactly what you're going to be seeing uh, when you get those seats, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. It's all there for you on game time. If you go over the game time app right now, got a bunch of great deals. They do have heat Knicks, uh, <laughs> heat Knicks, Knicks tickets. Um, if you're in, you know, I, we, there's a big debate yesterday about where Nets fans are with Knicks, eh, you know, whatever MSG still able to go to the playoff game there. If you want to, they got those up on game time, dollar tickets for Cleveland, New York Yankees coming up this week, uh, Billy Joel tickets, MSG for coming up this Friday. It's all there for you on game time. They make buying tickets very, very easy. All you're going to do right now is you're going to download the Game Time app. You're going to create an account. You're going to use the code Locked On MBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account. Redeem the code Locked On MBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so let's talk talk about what it means uh, to either trade Cam or to keep him on the team. Let's let's start with keeping him on the team for the, for the purposes of just be able to highlight some of the stuff that this dude this did this year because I buried it a little bit in the first part about just some of the eye popping numbers that Cam was able to put up over the course of the season in what I would call limited opportunities to actually you know sort of unleash what he can do. Obviously, we know the big stretch here for him was that uh, stretch in early February where Durant was hurt, Kyrie Irving had requested a trade. It's pushing up against the trade deadline. The Nets are really, really down on guys. It's very confusing about what's going to be happening over the course of the next you know, couple days and weeks for the season. Nets were in a time of flux. Kurt Irving is out the door. In those three games where he, was, where he basically got in there and played max minutes, uh, first game was against Washington on this fourth. Then he played against the Clippers on the sixth. And then it was a back-to-back. They played Phoenix uh, on the seventh. Cam dropped 44 points in the first one, 47 in the second one, and 43 in the third one. That was the stretch that had everyone. I mean, I was getting texts, independent texts from people that do not follow the Nets that were like, what is going on here with Cam Thomas? Like, who the hell is this guy? You know, what, how, how have the Nets not been playing him? 
how are we just seeing this right now? This is absolutely ridiculous. The efficiency was through the roof. 16 for 23 from the field. That first game, 15 for 29. In the second game, 11 for 23. In the third, was able shot uh, threes at like a 60% rate. Got to the line 20 times in that third game against the Suns. I mean, these numbers are, are crazy. Like these are crazy efficient numbers. Okay, yeah, Nets lost two of those three games. They were playing with uh, basically a skeleton crew of guys. Uh, and so, you know, losses against Clippers and the Suns and teams like that did, did beat Washington. Not all that surprising. I know sometimes people have pointed to, Jacques Vaughn included, have pointed to the record for the Nets during the games where Cam was going completely off as having lost some of those games. Um, that's true. There's definitely context around that stuff because of who he was playing on the court with and who some of the other guys were the win loss record is the win loss record. I can't change that. It just is what it is. Uh, but you also can't change the fact that these were crazy, crazy efficient numbers for this dude. And very few other guys in the NBA are be able to put this up. If you actually look at players who scored 42 plus points in games this season, the list is really not that long that he's a part of. So, I mean, okay, so here's the list. Uh, three guys, this is players who scored 42 more points or more points in a game this season, number of times they did it. Uh, excuse me. Joel Embiid, Luca, and Giannis all did it 10 times each. This is uh, Then the next group is just only Donovan Mitchell eight times. Then Damian Lillard and Devin Booker did it six times each. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander did it five times each. And then Cam Thomas, Julius Randle, and LeBron James did it four times each. What you notice about the rest of that group is that's like basically the all-NBA team and Cam Thomas, <laughs> you know, and maybe not Julius Randle, but like these are the best, some of the best players, if not the best players in the entire NBA, uh, Jokic notwithstanding, but we know Jokic is a huge assist guy also. But this is like the small group of players that are very near the top of the NBA landscape when it comes to overall skills. And then Cam is kind of thrown in there as this other guy who just happened to the few times he was able to get out on the court and actually play he was able to drop point scoring totals with the very, very best guys in the league. It's completely nuts. I, these numbers are video game numbers. Players really don't ever come in and do this. This is not anything close to standard. Even the group that would say, hey, you know, anybody, if they're given a ton of shots and go can go out any night and score these numbers, that's just not true. That's just that can't happen. Lots of guys get out in basketball courts every single night and do not have the ability to do what Cam Thomas was able to do for that stretch. Um, and then he did it one more time at the end of the year uh, but for that stretch uh, during February. And so when you just look at that and put it up against some of these other guys, you, it, it's just those numbers are real. Like he's able to do this on a basketball court. He's able to do certain things on the court that a lot of other guys in the NBA just aren't able to do. He's able to get his own shot. He can get into the mid range. He takes tons of contact. He invites contact on shots. He's very strong in his lower body. Um, it's really hard to push him off his spot. It's, it's hard to push him off a spot. Um, or excuse me, he's able to initiate contact in the air and still can maintain control in order to get a shot off. He can put shots in at crazy weird angles. Like his body can be fully turned, uh, perpendicular to the basket at times. And he's getting shots off like super weird, very creative, weird in a good way, uh, creative shot taking from, from a guy who's definitely undersized. Uh, when it comes to just, you know, crazy great scorers, he's not, he's not a huge guy. Right. Um, and he's just able to do this with a list of guys. Like I just put a for you that would 
are you would list as most of the list of when if I just asked you who the best players in the league were, that was ba- that'd be basically the list. And there's a few other guys that would get thrown in there. And then there's Cam Thomas. So here's the case for 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 trying to not, for not trading him. Why you would not why you should not trade him. The reason you would not trade him is because you you it's just very hard to cultivate a player at all that can do any of these things. Does he have deficiencies in his game? Definitely, definitely. The defense is bad. It's it's, it's there's no other way around it. Um, he doesn't have he really doesn't run a ton of pick and roll. Like he's not a great passer. He doesn't look to pass a lot. Um, his read and react stuff is not very good. I could make the case for that kind of stuff that because he has a sort of singular talent and he knows how to do one thing very well, the time on the court has not been enough to be able to develop some of these other tools in this tool basket. Like I, I, you can, maybe you want to say they're never going to get there. Like that's just not part of what he is. That's true too. There's plenty of them that could be true. I mean, there's plenty of NBA players out there who never really develop their games. They never, you know, get past the one skill that they do really well, or a lot of guys get through to this level and can all kind of score, you know, at least in the collegiate level or, you know, before they're able to get to the NBA. And then it's hard for them to pivot into other roles because not a lot of guys can take all the shots on a given team. That's just the way team hierarchies um, kind of end up spreading out with cam because he's, he clearly can score at the NBA level. I, that's not, there's no debate there. Like he's that is proven. He, he can do it. He can do it with some of the best guys. It's not a fluke. Yeah, some of these numbers were probably a little run hot, but or a lot of run hot. And still, there's other guys that can't do this. The case to not trade him would be because you actually have a guy that can do arguably the most important thing on the NBA court, which is score on a on a consistent level of given the chance. And there it's sort of your duty as a team to hone and cultivate the other parts of his game, train it into him to be able to do the other things to make him a really, really dangerous weapon. If you believe that that is at all possible, it is your duty as an NBA team, an NBA coaching staff, an NBA development staff to make that happen because it's hard to create guys like this that can just come out and basically unwrap the box and go do it. Like he was doing it in summer league his first year. He's been able to do this basically since he hit the NBA. I would say it's a failing of the coaching staff to not be able to either like sort of reel this in or hone this in some kind of way that can be beneficial to the team on a night to night basis. This is what makes this situation really, really weird. We don't know all the subtext that has gone on here. It's not totally clear, although it doesn't seem like there's any great love lost. Um, it doesn't seem like it's, you know, massively great shakes in terms of the relationship between the coaching staff and Cam Thomas. And still, it just ends up being a very, very confusing situation. The case to not trade him, though, is that you have a guy on the team that can already do something that you really need to have work for you as an NBA team. And then you are it, you're like it has to be your marching orders as a staff to go out and say we're going to figure out how it is that we can use this to our advantage. You cannot use it to your advantage if he's just buried in the bench. Maybe they think they can't get through to him. I'm not exactly sure, but going into next season, my strong, um, my strong feeling here is that trading him would be a mistake. If you think there's any chance that you're going to be able to sort of harness what it is he can do on the basketball court, because what he can do on the basketball court, at least in this one area is really, really special. And I don't think you want to just cut bait because maybe you can't figure out how to make it work 
uh, with around some of those other parts. It's not an always an easy situation. Some of these answers aren't super, super cut and dry, uh, but it does seem to me like that is the that that is the more preferable to me path going forward for this team. I do have some more to talk about here in a second. I want to get into the idea of what it would look like to actually trade him um, and what even the market will be. We'll get into that in a second. First, going to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy every day of the NBA playoffs and finals. One Prize Picks user, Prize Picks user, will win a chance of becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern on Prize Picks will be randomly selected each day, and whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. You can get six picks correct. That's one million dollars. Five eighty thousand. For 16,000, you can get all the details at prizepicks.com slash million. You got to opt in at that link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you're doing is you're making entries on prize picks. You're going more or less than the player projections. Like in the NBA, you're going more or less on points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Uh, really for anybody playing in the games on a given night as we roll through the playoffs, you get every other sport too. MLB, uh, NFL is when that season comes around, NHL going, PGA still got some majors. Prize picks got you covered in every area. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. Uh, first time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You have to m- make sure that you use the promo code locked on at sign up for that instant deposit. Uh, match up to a hundred dollars. If you deposit a hundred, Prize Picks will give you a hundred. Use the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Prize Picks. Daily fantasy made easy. All right. So if they, if you know, if they end up not wanting to, if or they end up not wanting to move with Cam Thomas forward, or you know, the situation gets out of control, or they just feel like it's a time that they just move on from Cam Thomas, trading him is an option. Now, what would a trade market for Cam Thomas look like? That is very, very difficult. I it's I actually, as hard as it is to read what the Brooklyn situation is, how they feel about Cam Thomas. I think it's equally difficult to figure out what the market for Cam Thomas even is when it comes to trades. I'm actually just not sure. Um, And and this is all to say, like, they've already might have tried to trade him. There's really been no rumors around that Uh, going into the deadline last year. It didn't feel like he was a guy that was on the block. He was putting together... He was put in a bunch of mock trades by some different industry folks. Uh, it, it, those were really never sourced as to be anything close to real. His name, as far as I remember, never really cropped up in any of the rumors around whether or not he would be traded, if he was going to be packaged in anything. That His name really never came up. And as a trade deadline came and went, like so did his minutes as the team moved into a new version of it. And we saw those minutes fluctuate. Where... How does the overall NBA landscape feel about Cam Thomas? I don't know. I actually just really don't. It's hard to imagine. Look, where they drafted him in the, in the 2021 draft, he was taken uh, 24, yeah, 27th. He had dropped. It was not clear why he had dropped at the time. It, the Nets didn't really – it wasn't like there was any huge value coming in and around him here. Bones Highland went one pick before. Jaden Springer, who's basically buried on the Sixers pick after. Obviously, the Nets traded, uh, drafted De'Ron Sharp, Santi Aldama, who got a you know decent minutes here with the Grizzlies this season, was there. 
and then like the list after this, Isaiah Todd, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, some minutes for OKC, but not really. Um, you have to go down to like Herbert Jones at 35 to find a guy who's really contributing at the end of the NBA level. And then, you know, I had the soon move, but really nothing. It's not like the Nets took Cam Thomas at 21. And then there was like this bevy of value that showed up after uh, that's not really the case. Now, where would he slot it in terms of NBA value now? I mean, do you think that he's played well enough to garner a first round pick? I, I have trouble seeing how that's even possible. Not with the way the Nets have handled him over the last few months and really the last couple of years. I mean, do you think other teams view Cam Thomas as a first round value? I definitely don't. You want to, you know, is he like sort of going into his third year? confusing goods I, like that, like in, a la like a Roy Hachimura that left Washington this year. He went for a bunch of second round picks. It was Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks to the Lakers. He was a guy that was basically buried. You know, he was a much higher draft pick with higher pedigree. Um, the Lakers just threw a bunch of second rounders and got off Nunn's contract. I mean, do you see that as a conference for Cam Thomas? I, I, that's tar. I don't really know. I, I, tend to think that Roy probably would have a more of um, a market than Cam Thomas would, but just because of the overall physical attributes, uh, but I could be wrong there. So like, are you trading Cam Thomas for like second round picks? I don't see the Nets doing that either. So the, it's hard to know like where exactly other teams would view his overall skill set. It's not like the Nets have done anything to like boost or boost his trade value at all. Not the way they handle those minutes down the, you know, second half of the season or really the whole time. Like, it's not like they've helped this trade market at all. They've probably, if anything, I mean, not even probably, if anything, they've tanked it because of how little they played them and how sort of weird the vibes were coming out of Brooklyn when it came to this guy as a player. Um, so even if like you thought that you could get, go to another team, be like, hey, give us X, Y, and Z. Look at all this. Look at this great guy. Like the Nets can't even stand up on a case like that because they screwed up his rotational stuff so bad that, it, there's what, what would the, what value could you even garner from you? You couldn't ever look another team in the eye and be like, yeah, we love this guy. He's amazing. They, they that's clearly not the case. They don't play him. <laughs> so how can you go to another team and say, and say any of those things? So basically what you're hoping at that point is that the other, another team sees something in him that the nets clearly didn't and isn't scared away by the fact that the nets didn't play, didn't play him at all. And like sort of, wonder about what all, all the other subtext was so i actually don't even know what the market would be for him even if they decided they wanted to go this route i mean uh, again like a low first round pick I, I don't really see it happening he was has he, he has he outplayed his draft slot yeah when he's actually played but he, i don't know if he's played enough to like actually have be thought of as outplaying that that slot so it's not even like you can compare him to that and say hey he should have gone higher because look how well he's playing for us it's a really crappy situation when it comes to this because i do think the nets have sort of boxed themselves in on what his overall value is also just by being non-committal to the rotation minutes maybe for better or for worse like did they let him go out there and just get take his lumps uh, it doesn't seem like that's been the case. And sometimes that needs to happen with some of these younger guys uh, in order to just really see what the overall you know future is for a player. I don't think that's actually happened with the Nets here. So I think when it comes down to it, should the Nets trade him? I don't think they would get value back requisite with whatever they could possibly get from him 
if they were to just go out and unleash him this season as a real rotational player. I think that's the best path for maybe trading him at another time, like when he's gotten a full year of consistent minutes under his belt, or he's just become a key contributor to your team, and now he's part of the future too. I really think those are the options. I, I don't feel like the market's going to be there where anyone's going to feel super satisfied of what they can get back for him. And at that point, I think the next really their duty is to go out and make sure that they can get the most from him as a player, because I feel like that's the best path forward for the Nets. OK, we are going to get out of here tomorrow, get into some of the coaching staff changes that the Nets went through um, on Monday with a big shakeup uh, among the assistant coaches. Be able to dive in a little more detail on what some of those moves were and why the Nets made them. So we'll get into that tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Nets over on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Podcast is free Monday through Friday. That's free because you click subscribe wherever you listen. And that's how we are able to keep coming at you like this. And love doing it all the way through the offseason. Always get to this point of the podcast. I miss my man, Adam. Need him back. Got to have him in here for the quotes from the great American poets. Always get here and just forget to cue one up. So we'll just say once again, Adam Armbrecht, one of the great American poets. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball.